listen to hair wrong. From hair wrong, I'm listening to hair wrong. They're wrong, I'm listening to hair wrong. From hair wrong, I'm listening to hair wrong. Birds of a feather flock together, yeah, yeah, yeah. Still kicking facts up under pressure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Still gotta keep the world together, yeah, yeah, yeah. Who gon' do it like, like us? Birds of a feather flock together, yeah, yeah, yeah. Still kicking facts up under pressure, yeah, yeah. Hello, hello, and thank you for joining us on Heron's Home Podcast. I'm your host, Corey Robertson, alongside my sound and extraordinaire, Rico G. What's going on, everybody? How y'all doing? And we've returned for episode 377. Welcome back, everybody. Yeah, what's going on? Yes, sir. So what you been getting into this week? Uh, this week, I didn't get to see too much. I got to see a couple more episodes of uh, Baki Season 2. I got to nice. catch up to uh, episode 4. And I also got to see um, this week, or last week, the, the weekend was the Gear 5th episode of One Piece, so I got oh, to check nice. that one out. So that was pretty interesting. Dope. That's what's up. But, um, beyond, it, is, oh. Did this season of Baki reference his grandfather? Uh, not as far okay. as I know. Not to the point I only where I'm in because one of the anime YouTubes I follow started putting out Baki content, and they were talking about him, and I was like, oh, is that what the new season's on? But just a guess, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it might come up in passing, but it seems like there's a, there's a, a the current, the current, uh, um, uh, uh, I guess, the Arc. current bad guy takes focus mm-hmm. in, in that regard, or so it would seem anyway. That's what's up. So is, is the season shaping up in your first impression? I mean, it's it's Baki, you know what I'm saying? Okay. Shaping up isn't, it's just as crazy as the previous seasons for show. Exactly, not, that's what I'm hoping. not even more wild. As long so, as I'm getting Baki, that's all that matters. I'm not expecting, like, to understand anything. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> there hasn't been any, um, there hasn't been any fights yet. It's mostly just a lot of posturing with, with people just doing ridiculous shit, like Yujiro walking through a solid glass uh, wall. Without damaging it? Oh, no, it, he broke oh, the okay. wall. He just broke the wall, but he just, he just, like, face first, like, force the, force warp the glass until he, like, smashed through it with his face. Bro, you remember the one fight with Baki where he fought the dude with, like, the whip arms? Yeah. Bro, that was sick, dog. Like, yeah, this nigga really got whip arms? But, yo, it's about the pain. Give him lashing. It's the flick of the wrist, bro. <laughs> Look at the flick of the wrist. this <laughs> So you be catching motherfuckers. But yeah, dude, Baki, you know, you, you go here for the grandeur. You know what I mean? You're not looking Pretty here for, for anything but, like, over-the-top fights. So I'm hoping it's bu- the build-up is worth it. Because I'm, I'm assuming if you're on episode four and there's no fights, this is the build-up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're, they're definitely building. Like 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 I said, it, it was the dude, they resurrected the dude from the prehistoric era, and everybody wants to fight that nigga. So nobody has fought him yet as far as where I'm at. So... It's pretty much just like every everybody, all the fighters reacting to him. Pretty much, it's funny because the manga's not particularly paced from like that. From what I've read of it, it's like they mix in some stuff. You know what I mean? A little bit of training. You know what I mean? Something that is a little bit more action oriented to get keep the keep the uh, reader motivated. But the anime seems to be paced very much more slowly. Yeah, I don't know. Have you read the manga? No. Oh okay. no, no, absolutely not. Baki so Mangas I wouldn't really have though. a frame of reference for that, but yeah, I mean, we'll see. This one, it doesn't, it isn't, it's definitely not like any of the other seasons for show, for show. Like, oh, okay, so it's, in the it's other seasons, they were, yeah, because in the other seasons, there were fights like right out the gate. Okay, very true. Yes. Like, there were, there were, 
That was the whole point. And whereas this one, it's like they spent a lot more time posturing than anything else and sort of just sort of uh, explaining why everybody wants to fight this nigga. But also (laughs) the big thing is like people can't fight him because he's a national treasure and like a scientific like uh, uh his scientific value to mankind is is worth too high so it's it's essentially like you can't just walk in and fight the king tut to uh, uh display at the museum the funny part is, is like if you beat that nigga i hope you know you're the new science experiment mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what i mean a lot of those things where i don't even think about that it's like i just want to fight him want to fight him it's like gotcha bitch yeah, no, yeah cool. but still they still wouldn't be as valuable as him i mean yeah you'd be interesting because you beat the nigga but you know that oh, nigga has blood cells from him? the prehistoric era. Uh, he's okay, literally, yeah, the, he's he's like he's like a defrosted dinosaur essentially. That's alive. Yeah, you know it's funny though. It's like everybody wants to see dinosaurs, but what's the value of dinosaurs in modern day? It's like other than our intrigue. It's like all right. Uh, I'm pretty sure that's the only reason why people want to see it. Yeah, I mean because like, they're not around now. Like if we found dinosaurs, like could we develop laser eyes? Because if that was the case, I'd be like, yo, let's get these dinosaurs found real quick. But if it's just for our, like, hey, cute dinosaurs, I'm like, all right. Yeah. I mean, we'll to be fair, I, I don't see a lot of people clamoring for dinosaurs. Not that it's possible to mean? get them. Yeah, there are. Like, they, they, they tried to re, uh, resurrect the woolly mammoth. You know, and, and oh, actually, there's actually a project. Sorry, I want to go outside because you said that. It's funny. But um, so chickens are evidently very distant relatives to the velociraptor line and so evidently they have atavist genes in which if you turn off the uh chicken genes they'll express their they will express raptor genes and so yeah dude they've tried to resurrect uh dinosaurs a lot actually <laughs> oh, uh, but yeah nothing yeah, more I, than just pure curiosity yeah no actually I, I don't, I don't see it Can like being a movement both? enough to change like anything you know in order I, to change the, the the current landscape is basically what i was thinking i very was at. seriously doubt the value of a chicken-sized velociraptor <laughs> unless you're just trying to terrorize people i mean it's science you know, you know what i mean it starts out with no value but you can learn to do a lot of shit with it on the way remember fucking Pen- penicillin was an accident on something completely different true so you know that that's 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 the whole thing about science and humans is we find shit where we weren't even looking for shit mm-hmm. we dope like that yeah but the whole the whole moral of that story was like yeah no people are people are definitely trying to resurrect dinosaurs for some odd reason as if they didn't go extinct for a probably good reason but um yeah <laughs> um nonetheless uh i'm sorry what were we going on no, that 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 was it. Baki and my that's man, it. is like a dinosaur. Oh yeah, yeah. And the, they wanted to fight him, but the, they the can't because, goes. you know, he's like a very valuable specimen. So that creates this natural uh, impasse that the series is yet to get over at the point where I'm watching. Uh, all the episodes are released. How many are there? Uh, ten episodes, I ten? believe. Okay, that's what I thought too. And so, uh, yeah. Dude, I, I, I'm definitely going to binge watch Baki once I am not too busy. You know what I mean? Like, we're going in. It's, it, it, it's Kenny G's birthday coming up. So, oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I've been chilling, getting everything ready for that this week. So, uh, next week, when I am free and, and, and clear of said responsibilities and I'm on the home stretch to Carolina's birthday, definitely going to spit Baki in there. Nice. Uh, but, yeah, man. Uh, what else have you been catching? Uh, so, um, the, the one piece, uh, the, the gear five episode was mm. pretty interesting. You know what I mean? Um, they did him some justice. 
Uh, it's, 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 it's all right. It, unfortunately, it's got a lot of the same issues that every One Piece episode has. So that part was a little bit disappointing and they did it even worse by stretching it out. So there's a lot of repeat animations that is just unnecessary. That just was like, yo, I literally just saw this like two minutes ago. Feel me? And, and, um... Uh, but so beyond they that, they do filler on a very pivotal point, bro. They always do filler. They're never not well, gonna do I filler. I expect filler, but I, usually they they're respectful about it. They don't do it in the middle nah, of any. That's because no. that's because you're not watching the one piece. You feel me? That's literally oh, what is it's that a known thing for. for. One piece? Yeah, uh, because um, because one piece is so popular and it's made it's Toei's biggest cash cow. It's done year round. One piece yeah. only ever doesn't air. Whenever there's like um, holiday, like Golden Week or Golden Week or Christmas or New Year's, mm-hmm. or like local something, like a local parade or something like that happens to bump the time slot. So, because it comes out pretty much every week of the year, they have to stay ahead of the manga. And because they don't do full episode fillers, they adapt that into scene fillers of like thirty second reactions where it'll just cut to somebody's face looking all. Yeah, Stern but it's something like okay. So the last uh, man, uh, I'm sorry, anime that I consumed that was long running like that that ran all year around was Naruto, and I I will give them credit. Like they had big filler gaps. Yeah, don't get me wrong. Naruto was they but do was what planned. typical animes do is they have entire filler episodes, so you don't need to do that. Yeah, absolutely, and but it was also planned, and so like when Golden Week and things like that would come up because they are such major things. The, their episodes were scheduled, you know what I mean? And and the animators would take that into account in the storytelling. So, yes, you would get a little bit of jank in terms of like, oh, we got to wrap this arc because the episode's going to air at a time when we know that it's going to... But it did smooth the watching experience, I will say that, if you if you were aware of the schedule, you know? So it's nice when they do that. But um, clearly they did not hear. <laughs> no, they never do that. It's like, they're like, yo, it's One Piece, my nigga. You're coming anyway. Mm. You're showing up anyway. It doesn't matter how well or how bad we do it. It could be that One Piece is just that big, too. Yeah. No, that is what it is. Yeah, yeah. 100%. It is Toei's... It, it is... One Piece is... For, like, the last 10 years, there's only been, like, two years when it hasn't been the top-selling manga of the, the, the whole year. And those years were Demon Slayer years. You feel me? And yeah. and, and so um, the, the wrap-up of, of uh, 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 Attack on Titan. See, One Piece is good, and I definitely get get the allure to it. I don't understand why it's so big. Like, it's the size of One Piece that that surprises me. Uh, I would say because the story is dope and it appeals to everyone, and it's been going on for twenty five years, so it just like it pulls in people as it goes, and usually the people that it picks up stays with it. It's so funny that a story that lends itself to such a a, a left wing socialist interpretation is so readily enjoyed and accepted by such a hyper-capitalist society. I think that's super ironic and it's hilarious to me, but I love it. That's that, That's what I'm here for. I like, I I'm mean, glad that it's well-received. I mean, to be fair, you know what I'm saying? Like, Luffy speaks to most of the people that... It's not like he speaks to the one that's creating the capitalist society, you feel me? He speaks to the, the ones that are, that are just yeah. experiencing it, you yeah. know what I'm saying? And that's the funny part, is that most people in the capitalist society don't realize that they're not capitalists. I mean, it is the ultra one percent are the are the capitalists <laughs> that the society is named after, not us. Hey, man. We're labor. We are consumers. We are everything but that. You know what I mean? But 
Yeah. Yeah, it's hilarious, man. I, I I do enjoy One Piece and the delicious irony of uh of 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 its consumption base. Yeah. Yeah, one but one piece was lit though. At least um, it was nice to see Gear Five animated. That shit is kind of mm-hmm. ridiculous. They did um at some points they went a little ham, and it was a little bit hard to read in some places. Mm. But overall, it's it's pretty. It it was a nice debut, and I'm really looking forward to seeing what the rest of the fight looks like because it it really only gets more ridiculous from here on out. Mm-hmm. And I, I believe that nigga Kaido only lasts for like five issues before he gets murked. So there's that's, only like four episodes of Gear Five left. Yeah, that's not a lot. No, that, that's that's how that's how Luffy does it, bro. If if he premieres a power up on you, oh, it's because you're only gonna survive it. like four. Like Don Flamingo went down in like four hits after Gear Four was debuted. My nigga, like damn, it was that quick. He just yeah, he you he know what's funny is that I think like the he debuted it, it and longer. he just kicked. Yeah, that's another thing the anime does too. They they draw shit out and make it look more ridiculous. That no. definitely made made it feel longer than what the manga presented. If it was that yep. quick, yeah. And my man's just kicked him across Dress Rosa like two or three times, and then like uh, I believe three times he kicked him across the Dress Rosa three times with three different moves, and then he was like, Nah, fuck that. I'm about to end this. And then they did the one challenge where Luffy beat him with King Kong gun. So yeah. And and the same thing with um Gear Second too when he debuted that shit against uh, uh, uh Lucci, pretty much, it it was a done deal. Like Lucci was he only fought Lucci for a little bit for shortly after he he debuted Gear Gear Second. So that's just this is one of the downsides of being a villain. If you're if if your if your big thing if Luffy gets a power up while he's fighting you. Yeah, he, he's gonna pie you out, bro. But I mean, isn't like that the general uh, 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 mo for for anime? Yeah, that is general? the shonen format. If I power up during this fight; it is a wrap for you. Yeah, that's the God shonen format. If, if your again, if your power up is actually worth anything, then if you debut it against someone, it should beat them. Yeah. Oh man, that's 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 definitely like. You know, it's interesting because um, I, I like that about Jujutsu Kaisen is that a lot of the characters do so much planning that there's not a lot of, like, there's not a lot of that present as as much as someone just figured something out and they kind of just apply it to the fight. That shit is dope. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of figuring shit out in One Piece, too, you know? It's just... Mm-hmm. Well, you got to figure but out the person. then again, or, or it's also it a completely different power system. So comparing power systems from anime is easy to get Apple Zars' comparisons really quick. Well, what I've also realized is that the, the general through line is the concept of understanding what your enemy is doing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Whether it's understanding how they're applying their ninjutsu, understanding the... And then, and I, and I think that's one of the things about Jujutsu Kaisen that kind of people uh, appreciate is that, or enjoy, is it literally takes that trope and, and applies it directly to the power scaling. Like, you know what? The more you figure out is the stronger I get. Ooh, that's a flip on it. You know what I mean? Because usually if you figure out my power, I become depowered because you can counter it. Yeah, but now it, it sounds a lot like um, it's a it's a reversal of that. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's it's a lot like Nen from Hunter Hunter. Nen Nen is a lot like that too. How it gets like the power development gets really really in depth. As a matter of fact, it does feel like a lot of the Jujutsu power uh, Kaisen power system. It does feel like takes some inspiration from Nen. 
I wouldn't doubt that. That I'm sure that the mangaka probably has stated his inspiration because they're usually good about that. You know what I mean? Like, Definitely. there's not a lot of there's no shame in saying that I was inspired by something else in these uh, in anime and in, in manga. As far as I've seen, they're usually pretty good about. Yeah, it's a small community and they fuck with each other heavy. It's mm-hmm. not like you're competing to get in the industry. Once yeah. you're in the industry, it's just like, you it's know. It's something that I've thought about brotherhood. a lot about with other content creators. It's like, I don't like competing with other content creators. I like thinking of them as coworkers. You know what I mean? Rather than anything. You know, like, I'm not competing with anyone. We're all coworkers and we're all trying to make money on this platform the same way. You know what I mean? And so, like, yeah. I think that it's a similar atmosphere in the mangaka community. I'm not sure about anime as much because that's, yeah, it's its own thing. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, the mangakas are really good about that. But anyway, yeah, back to what you were mentioning. Um, nah, the fight was lit, man. Uh, like, we were talking about uh, uh, One Piece? Yeah, yeah. And the, the, fight was, the fight was super dope. Um, I'm looking forward to see how the rest of it develops. And hopefully they, they um, tone down a little bit of the fuckery, like... <laughs> they're doing the most sometimes. They're, they're doing the most. So they just they, they, they turn it down just a little bit. Shit might actually read properly. Because there was one time where, like, um, Kaido, like, shoots a dragon breath at him, and Luffy, like, rubberizes the floor, picks it up, catches the fireballs in it. It, like, um, Looney Tunes stretches and bounces back at him. Doing a lot, okay. And then, but part of that, when they were doing that, the, the particle effects on it just looks so weird that, honestly, because... Oh, I only truly understood because I kind of knew what was happening. I knew what was supposed to happen, but it was just kind of difficult to read. But other other than that, where, where the anime is a little bit kind of weird in spots, it, it was it was a pretty fun episode. It, it was it had all the the awesome One Piece emotional beats of like um uh, Kaido being like, "Yo, that nigga Luffy's dead. Mm-hmm. Everybody surrender now." And then Nami was just like, <laughs> Nami was just like, yo, fuck you, oh lizard bitch, yo yeah. little ass dragon, you fuck ain't yo, shit. Talk about the Luffy's dead. Fuck you, yo, know what the fuck you talk about? Luffy's still alive, yo. I love that energy from Luffy's crew when the motherfucker starts lizard talking face shit. ass bitch, bro. She started calling him all kinds of shit, like a, I don't remember. She called him a lizard something and something else that was was um, was pretty savage, but. Like some kind of like slimy snake or some shit. Like all kind, she was just going in on that nigga, giving no kind of respect to that dude. And that's the type of energy I like to see in One Piece, you know. Yeah. But I'm looking general, forward to see what I like, the fight I like looks. when people don't respect their enemies. It's you like nah, B, yeah. we fighting, bro. Fuck like yeah. stop that, bro. You a super villain, bro. or not even respect? Like fear, you know what I'm saying? Like she, yeah. she's fear to like, like she can still talk shit to that nigga who can instant kill her pretty much, and that's that's. You gotta be obstinate That's to your enemies. That's that energy right there. You gotta be obstinate to your enemies. Otherwise, oh, why would they respect? Oh, you? Only, only if you got niggas that watch your back, though, because she would have been donezo if it wasn't for Marco. <laughs> I mean, shit. <laughs> that and, energy definitely got her the kind of. She definitely got a return on that energy, and if it wasn't for the third party, she would have been dead, dead. I mean, that's what homies is for, though. You feel me? That's your fault if you don't got homies. Yeah, I saw this. This um. Uh, uh, one meme that was just like Luffy overthrowing a regime because somebody because he just visited the country two days ago and somebody gave him food. Yeah, he's like, yo, I'm gonna destabilize this whole country. This, this is what I mean because this girl that's oppressed just this, gave me food. This is and I what fucks I mean. With her now. This is a very left wing and progressive idea. 
that because the the alternative is to walk into that scenario, see that oppressed person, and then believe they are oppressed for a reason. You know what I mean? And be like, nah, I'm not gonna do that. I'm not gonna overthrow the government for you because you're probably like this for a reason. And it's like, no, that's the other side. Like, I'm really surprised that that it's so salient. But you know, they're not American. What yeah. can I tell you? You know what I mean? And and Luffy's doing it for the simplest reasons ever, which is literally, yo, you fed me. You feel me? You fed me, and you're mean to this person who fed me. That shit ain't go fly. Yeah. Like, so often that is, that's really Luffy's only motivation. You know what it is? It's, it's, it's loyalty. Yo, and loyalty is that not something I see me for help. Lo- loyalty is not something I see expressed in a lot of Western heroes. Like, they really value that shit, bro. Like, mm-hmm. loyalty is super important, and I, and I fuck with that heavy. You know what I mean? Like, I appreciate loyalty. You know what I mean? That yeah. transcends, like, a lot of other feelings for me. My loyalty to somebody will, will you know what I mean? And so I appreciate those those themes. Whereas you don't get that a lot in, in, in some of the other uh, media. It's like, you do what you got to do when you got to do it. Fuck it. He's like, nah, I think what I got to do is overthrow this shit because the homegirl right here, she hungry. And we got to fix that, right? <laughs> that's, that's, a, that's a very salient uh, uh, motivation for me. You know what I mean, so yeah, I agree. Luffy is a very um, relatable protagonist. Yeah, he's the man. But yeah, that's what's up. But yeah, uh, fucking hey, man. That's all you've been getting into. That's it. I've just been finishing up um, uh, 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 the the expansion. I did another run on that because there was some there's some good legendaries in it, so I wanted to make a nice um. Nice. A nice OP run of characters, so I must have been playing that because I want to get that over and done with, so I can hop into Baldur's Gate in a couple of days. Ooh. Bro, I'm I'm on my twelfth hour of getting started with Baldur's Gate. Yeah, yeah, it's still getting, bro. Um, indulge in every aspect of it. There's really no reason not to because they really put a lot of and like, you know what I love is that it, play it slow because. Whatever bugs and, and glitches are in the game are are very quickly being patched, so I'm not even encountering them. You know what I mean? Like I'm playing the uh, the game at a rate in which I'm not even encountering any of the issues because a lot of them are being fixed as I'm uh, getting up to the spots and where uh, they are. And so, yeah, dude, I gotta say, man, pour over every inch of it because like all of the character interactions, there's so much you can do, man. And um, I don't know if uh, your first playthrough, you might not even want to use a character that has a lot of utility spells and stuff because... No, I pretty much already know which character. If, okay. Because they have uh, multi-classing. If they have the yeah, classes yeah. that I want, then mm-hmm. I'm going to make a, a, a warlock shadow uh, sorcerer. That's my first Well, I don't know. They, the three sh- uh, sorcerer specs, there's not a shadow sorcerer, but you could absolutely do that. There's You can definitely multi-class warlock sorcerer. I think it's um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Stormblood, so, uh, Wild Magic, and Dragonblood. Oh, I mean, we'll so, figure it out. It's, we'll see what I works. I think you that know, Wild Magic is still... It's I'm just that I saw that um, the Stormblood uh, allows you to move as if you're under the effects of Fly after you cast the first level spell or higher, and I'm like... That is pretty That cool. is very tactical. And I'm kind of fucking with it. Because I love the hit and run tactics. What? That is my jam. And so, yeah, I went with that uh, personally. But, yeah, dude, like, the build diversity is high. So you'll be able to to do something of of, of that vein. 
Um, I don't know if it's going to have the build diversity of some of the other games because you've played a lot more TTRPGs more regularly yeah. than I. I mean, it, it shouldn't be a big deal because even Celesta, it doesn't. You can't even multiclass in Celesta, you know. So I feel like Baldur's Gate Three is sort of a natural upgrade to I'm the game to that I'm playing anyway. Trying to think of one anyway. of the ones you talked about before this that had like, a fucking epic amount of. Oh, that that would be Wrath of the Righteous. It has a ton of not that. Ton of I, it's not that. You know what I mean? But it is. It's five E. You know, it's got all the base 5e, you know, going in and, 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 uh, yeah, as you said, it has multi-classing. It, it does cap out at 12, though, level 12, which. Celeste I, is the same way. Oh, okay. I honestly, wow, you know, I guess I just haven't played enough 5e because for third edition, I personally found that it didn't get out of control until 15. Like at 15, some of the stuff. Because I, I believe, yeah, because um, I believe 15 is a threshold, or whatever the threshold near 15 is. Uh, um, Should be it, yeah. Cause, yeah, or is it 15 or 16 that you get your ability point? And at uh, that it's, point... Uh, you get it at uh, you get it at 14, uh, uh, 12 or 16. Is 16, when you would so get 16 the is one. where it at, because when you max out an ability score at 16, you can actually start researching epic level stuff. And and when you research epic level spells, you actually get buffs or penalties through the research of the spell. That's you know, epic level spells was out of control. So that's where I found that third edition kind of was just like, okay, once players get a hold of that and your monk just starts like doing some, you know, side shit and your wizard's doing some side shit, they the power scaling gets really weird. But um, I guess they found that in fifth edition. That that starts happening around twelve for whatever mechanics that they're in in, in um encountering, but yeah, uh yeah, dude, I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> I'm running around level four, doing my thing thing. Yeah, it's just gonna be fun. I'm looking forward to making many, making and starting many different runs before I finally settle down to the one that I want to actually play. You know what the one? You know what I found is the most uh the most difficult thing to settle on. Because honestly, I can I role play through my characters enough to where I will play generally any class and not particularly care as long as I have a fun fantasy behind it. Um, it's the you're gonna have to. It took me a long time to uh, pick an appearance I like. Mm-hmm. Like, hmm, if I'm gonna play this for the next eighty hours, do I want to be looking at this mug? Because every time I get a a a, a character response action, it's gonna zoom in on this face. You know, and so it took me a while to figure out what I wanted to what uh, play appearance wise, but uh, outside of that, yeah, I'm sure you know. As I said, you have a lot of experience with it, so I think you'll have an easier time than most um, with settling on what you want to do. But yeah, uh, yeah. I have some ideas, yeah. but I really just got to look around and see. I'm gonna watch a couple of videos and see what their subclasses are like, and then that'll really help me decide. Oh, um, have you been following Mortismo Gaming? Yeah. Okay. I follow his stuff. He's got a ton of good content on it. Um, Wolfheart, FPS. Uh, yeah, I've heard of him before. He's got some good content. I generally do not consume his content outside of the Baldur's Gate content, but it has been pretty good. So I will supplement with some of that. But, you know, I don't know. A lot of content creators, you know what I hate personally? And, and even the guys who I, I watch uh, do this as well is that they do not deviate from min-maxing. <laughs> they they do not consider a, a class or class combination that has good flavor but is hard to play worthwhile, which I don't agree with. 
I mean, but that's it is what it is, right? Mm-hmm. They're providing general information, and you use that information to your own ends. You don't have yeah. to use that information to do exactly what they do. Yes, like, absolutely. And and honestly, the information that they give you, once you've played through it, if you are so inclined, you'll be you'll go back and play it again and do the things mm-hmm. you want to do outside of what they recommended. Yeah. Um, because so just being exposed to it. That's will, generally speaking yeah. what I use it for. I just use it to gather information. And mm-hmm. then once I've gathered all that information, I decide what I want to play anyway. Because just because someone has fun playing th- their min-maxi way doesn't mean that you're going to enjoy it that way. So that's why, you know, it, it, I I never watch those videos for the expre- per- express purpose of copying what they're doing so much as just gather, gain a little bit more insight on the world to help better make a decision because it, mm-hmm. ultimately it doesn't matter anyway because the mechanics yeah until i play it if it doesn't feel right it doesn't matter what, what they happens, say yeah if, if i play it and it doesn't feel like i like to play then it's not gonna stick either way so and that's mostly just me <clears throat> airing out my own personal grievances because that's something like and i don't i don't begrudge people who like to min max occasionally but people who will always sacrifice character development or create janky character background just to fit in uh, an idea that they had mechanically is it, that that wears on because like that kind of min maxing like i find is hard to fit into games you know what i mean because the character stories don't flow well but when you have the idea and then you min max the concept of the character i find that to be a generally more productive uh game plan like I could fit that into anything, you know what I mean? Whereas in the person who's just, like, creating backstory to validate a min-maxed ideology, it's like, that don't even make sense, bro. Doesn't even make sense. And it's like, dang it. All right, I guess I'll try to make something cool up for you. Whereas everyone else has very interesting organic things that'll fall into their backstory that I can now put into their path because they had a genuine concept beforehand. You know what I mean? But yeah. Anyway, as I said, my personal gripes with uh with, with min max RPers. But yeah, uh moving on from that. Yeah, Baldur's Gate 3 fortunately holds close enough to its TTRPG roots that you have a huge amount of things that you can do to role play to compensate for all kinds of class models and things of that nature. So I definitely look forward to to playing it more because I'm not interested in the min-maxing aspect, and they've comp- they've done tons to make the game interesting outside of that. Like, Larian really put their foot in it, man. They really put their foot in it, and and, and that is that is rare. You know what I mean for the video game industry right now. You know because with the quantity of games that get released and the amount that actually live up to the work put into them, I think there's a disparity there to some degree. But you love to see when it actually hits, right? So Baldur's Gate 3, um, definitely looking forward to hear your initial impressions when you jump into it. But uh, yeah, um, that's pretty much all I've been getting into is I've been playing some Baldur's Gate 3. Um, been getting ready to... Uh, Carolina wants to jump into some Street Fighter 6, so I'm interested to, to, to play some games with her, let her make a character, have fun with it, see if she enjoys the, the, the world tour mode as much as I did. But yeah, dude. Gaming wise, that that that's where it's been at. But uh, I did wrap up Silo. Yeah, yeah, the resounding silence, man. No interest whatsoever, <laughs> bro. It, it it unfortunately didn't. It didn't. It didn't like. You know, write itself to stick the landing or anything of that nature. 
Um, it ended with slight. And the thing is, is there was no definitive answers. There was uh, some inclinations as to what was going on, but overall, no answers. Is and, it the end of the series or just the end of the season? I mean, for the love of God, if there's any Jesus out there, it would be the end of the series. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure it's going to get a second se- season because this shit got overwhelming. Like, it got like an 8 out of 10 on Apple. <laughs> like, people love, love that shit. Show. And it's like, oh, my God. Like, are y'all really just eating the pandering and just saying, like, they're good actors, so we have to give them a good store because, boy, is it bad. And let me tell I you. I mean, that's not true because... There was lots of good actors in fucking uh, uh, Secret Invasion, and people didn't like that shit at all. Nah, facts, that's So true. it's got to be something else. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think Secret Invasion also had something else that, that contributed to why people were so negatively um, received to it. And I think partially, it is the same kind of thing. It's It has to do with, you know, the conditioning of the American audience, you know? Nothing that shows black love does well. Nothing. Nothing that, that shows positive black love does well. And and even though Nick Fury's wife was a scroll, it showed that they were having tough times, but they were able to reconcile and they loved it. And nobody wants to see that, unfortunately, in this country. And so, yeah, I can see why a ton of people fucking went through Secret Invasion and just threw away all the good stuff and just focused on the negative stuff because there was tons of good stuff served in in Secret Invasion that that was worth uh, watching. Granted, yeah, there was tons of critique of that final fight scene that was pure uh, fanfare. You know what I mean? Like, I get it. Like, how come when she transforms into Drax, she, she has his tattoos? That's not genetic. Or why is she using Ebony Maw's rings when she transforms his her arm? It's like I get it. It was fanfare. You know what I mean? But that that's why it was there. It was fanfare. You know what I mean? It wasn't completely unmerited. And so yeah, there was tons of stuff in Secret Invasion I think could have been at least balancing to make it a middling performance, but I don't know. I just never see anything that shows black people turning out in the end of their situation, you know, persevering. You never see that end well in terms of ratings. And that that just is what it is. Um in terms of uh, 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 you know Silo, I think people liked it because they saw they saw a reification of a of a world that they would expect, you know. And 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 moreover, that's it's an exact reification of the of the uh, uh, right wing conservative ideology. They see. A, a power structure in which you have the Bidens and the Pelosi's, the rich white guys and white women presiding over a group of minorities to get a coalition to overthrow the rightful minority of white people. That is the power structure of this show. It is That is the power structure that they imagine is going on in this country. And so I can see why people like it is because it doesn't violate any of their expectations. You know what I mean? It shows, it reifies ideas that are already very present in the society. And so, yeah, you, you throw a bunch of nice actors in there and you put AI-generated music that that is created from a conglomeration of the most popular music for those scenes. And 
I and and yes, people who are not critical of their entertainment experience will probably like it. And I feel like that's what's going on with this. My bad. Did I just go in too deep on that one though? Like it's just I just find it really weird that that, that lines up so well. And then even Carolina's description of it on on a whim was like, "Yo, this reminds me of Fox daytime television." I'm like, "It's exactly what someone who would watch Fox daytime television would assume the world looks like." But yeah, I don't know. That that that's just me, man. That that they they didn't so so um I'm assuming that if you're interested in watching this, hopefully you would have watched it by now. But, oh uh, yeah, I'm not gonna watch. No, that. not you. Yeah, I'm sorry, not you. Oh, oh you're talking about the audiences because yeah, I'm about to go into heavy spoilers. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, yeah, bro, I wouldn't even recommend you watch it. I wouldn't ask you to watch something like this because <laughs> if you didn't think of my recommendations were in high regard before, if you watch this, you definitely would not watch anything that I ever recommended again. Like, this is just—it's a flat experience. It's flat because yes, it has good actors in it. Yes, it has some production value. Yes, it is designed and produced to hit things that are generally likable to the public. But a good show that does not make. And unfortunately, in Silo's case, it feels like somebody who was either show running or responsible at a very high end had a weird agenda that they wanted to push with this show, and they they put it in there. Oh boy, did they put it in there! And then and then, the worst part is, is that they put a female savior character into the show that has an unambiguous death at the end, and it's just like guys. Your own savior character couldn't even succeed because she didn't fit your model of of who the hero should be. Like, this is it's crazy to me. It's wild to me. Like, if they were setting up for a season two, and you know what it, you know what it struck me as? Um, and, and you know what? And I like this one better because it didn't it didn't force anything. Night Sky. You remember I talked about this show? Um, it had, oh, what's the name of the guy? I think his name is J.K. Simmons. Um, no, um, the guy who does like the uh, State Farm commercials, the white guy, he does J. Jonah Jameson. Yeah, it was J.K. Simmons. Oh, okay, J.K. Simmons. Okay, who got it right on the first time. Um, it had J.K. Simmons in it, but and it, and it was pushing all of the same shit as this show, but they didn't force the whole minority under underpinning thing to it and so it didn't at least it wasn't offensive you know what i mean like because it was literally the same thing like in the night sky there was you know we uh uh, uh unseen structure uh, societal structure underpinning our our world uh, uh that was controlling things beyond our knowledge and it was a slow trickle of knowledge and the interplay between the two was was where the tension of the show was like very similar but it didn't have this this weird demographic uh uh, uh agenda to push that was just like 
why? Because the original uh, 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 um, novelization, I don't think, was doing that. Not from what I read, at least. And not from the characterizations that people drew from the novel. You know what I mean? Like, none of these characters were purposely depicted as black or white. You know what I mean? Like, the, the, the few descriptions that were depicted were, were relatively inane from what I saw. And so for them to pick that up and, and, and make it such a prevalent uh, 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 casting choice just seems weird. Seems super, super weird. Um, but yeah. Uh, so, so, so the, and, and the show focused too much on the tension between the the antagonistic forces and the the protagonist rather than focusing on the mystery and allowing the sto- that story to develop under it you know what i mean like because that was literally the least interesting part of it was that that part of the tension all of the value was in finding out what the fuck was going on and <laughs> why society chose to do these silos and then on top of that, they didn't clearly answer that question at the end of season one. And on top of that, made a huge reveal of a huge question again, in that there's dozens of these silos right next to each other. They're all just happening. There's little <laughs> Petri dishes throughout the landscape. And it's like, what the fuck? You know what I mean? And so there was no adequate answers with big questions opened up. And it was just like, you know, guys, feel like you're playing me and i don't like it i felt like they were trying i felt like the 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 showrunners were trying to play me and i was like don't do that you know what i mean there's a way to write a mystery thriller or a suspenseful show without making the the uh the the watcher feel played at the end of the your, your piece you know what i mean but yeah oh i feel bad man i i i i i I really am interested because Jeff hasn't finished it yet. So hopefully um, I'm interested to talk to him about how, how he feels about it, honestly. Cause I mean, I'm 99% sure he doesn't see what I see in it. You know what I mean? And, and that's the thing is like, I don't doubt that I'm sensitive to these, to these things. And I don't think that being sensitive to these things is a problem. It's overreacting to them. That's the problem. You know what I mean? Being sensitive to something is just an early warning system. Overreacting to something is like, that's, you got to socially acclimate yourself to that. You know what I mean? You shouldn't, you got to be able to control that, you know? And so, yeah, dude, like, I I hope I'm not overreacting by letting it color my vision of the whole show. You know what I mean? That's where I, that's where I try to check myself at, at least in this, to try to keep myself honest about my critiques of things like this is that, was it that I was letting that particularly, I think, vitriolic uh, 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 um, casting choice and undertone color an otherwise good show? And honestly, in retrospect, I don't think so. I think it's bad on the face of it. Um, but in a hellscape of television that we have now, I can see why people would say this is passable you know what i mean um and that's what i'll give it you know i'll say that the show is passable i wouldn't recommend you waste your time on it but it is a passable show it's not a dumpster fire 
You know what I mean? I'm sure that there's shit out there that we that I that if I were to consume it, I'd be like, how the fuck did this make it past any kind of production QA? Like, who watched this and said, I want to put my name on this type of thing? You know what I mean? It's not that. And I think that that's the problem with a lot of uh, the actors who saw what came out afterwards who might have been sensitive to the to the uh, undertones that they were pushing is that in the end, it was passable, and so it wasn't worth raising a stink about. It's just the best thing to do is to learn that's how this person rolls or that's how this particular... Uh, casting director and or director and or producer roles and if you don't like it don't work with it you know what i mean that's your that's your best takeaway from this because and in most cases as an actor you don't really get to see none of that anyway like most yeah no. most actors aren't aren't privy to see how it gets cut up they just exactly record that's the what i'm shit, saying yeah and it, then at a later date they get to see there was the, no the way for them the to process. know that this is what they were doing in production None of these scenes look bad until you put them next to all of the other scenes. And you see, like, holy shit, all of the tech people are Asian. But all of the, the you know what I mean, the rebel tech people are white. And it's like, why is that? How did that happen? You know what I mean? Like, even, okay, let's say that, let's say that it was, it, that in that world, that's a valid thing. How did that happen? Because in our world, when things play out, you just don't see homogeneity like that in any workforce ever. Unless the employer is like, yeah, enslaving them. Yeah, there's only one time in history we saw homogenous employment like that. You know what I mean? And so it's like, let's not do that. And and, and that is a joke, and it's a bad joke to, to euphemize slavery as homogenous employment. But... You know, I assume that you guys can see the the distaste in in in, in that joke. Um, but nonetheless, you know that that I I, I that's why I'm you know I, I look at it and in in the way it's reflected in the show, and it's just like I'm I'm not upset for you at you for for doing you know your what you think diversity is, but you did diversity in literally the worst way possible. By by making a diverse cast and then only casting people of certain demographics in certain roles. Why? Literally every one of the secreta- secretaries is Southeast Asian. They're all like, look like Filipino women. And I'm like, what? How did that happen? How would that randomly happen in your society? Unless it's socially engineered. Unless that's the point of the show is that these silos are are okay. And honestly, and see, that, that I believe is their fault because God forbid that's actually the point of the show. And they're doing this completely ironically, completely self-aware. And it, that's the point of the show, is to show that they're learning about this and, and showing to be a negative thing. Mind blown. I would be... I would be pleasantly surprised if it, if that was the case but i'm I, I know that hoping for that would be setting myself up for failure what, what do you think the likelihood that they're doing this completely self-aware is 
I mean, I have no idea. I'd have to know the the writer uh, or the showrunner and the work that they, I'm not familiar they typically with the, do in order yeah. to be able to compare and make that kind of judgment. I'm more familiar with the author of the original <clears throat> work, not the guys who, who did the show. But yeah, go ahead. No, that's it. I, I wouldn't yeah. be able to assess without further knowing the, the director's work. Like, if it was D.B. Weiss in them, I'd be like, mm, mm. but yeah, I don't know these guys very well. They, they Their track record could be good for all I know. But yeah, dude. Needless to say, Silo. Who did that, bro? Like who? I I, I want to know who who, or if it was a concerted effort of people who were like, or uh, from someone who's pitched it and all the way up they saw this shit and was like, I kind of like that vibe though. Because I can see people in corporate America thinking that this is the vibe. I could see like Elon Musk really enjoying this show. And that that's what bothers me. You know what I mean? Like, the kind of people I can see enjoying this show are not exactly, like, people who I think are... Who I have particularly high uh, 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 expectations and or image of in my head. But, yeah. Silo, we're going to go ahead and give that one a, a five. I'll call it a wash. How about that? Because I fuck with my man Common and Rashida Jones heavy. And they gave good performances. They they came and they gave the assignment that they were given. Common was enjoying his bad guy role, and kudos to him for that. Unfortunately, as I said before, a good show that does not make. And so, yeah. I'm going to give that one a five and say, do with it as you will. If you want to watch it, just know, prepare yourself. Brace for the disappointment. Okay, don't expect any... uh. Any grandiose uh, reveal or, or uh, uh, questions to be answered. Uh, and, and that's what bothered me about Night Sky as well, is that it ended the first season, and I don't think it hit the lows of this show, and they canceled it. And I was like, you know what? I kind of wanted to see what happened. And so I don't have very high hopes for this one, but this one receives better fucking ratings. <laughs> so I don't know. Was Night Sky also Apple TV? It was Amazon. It was Amazon. So I think it, they're comparable, no? I mean, Apple TV, like, Apple TV is hitting right now. That's the reason why I say that. You feel mm. me? Like, they've been running on all cylinders, so. That's, True. That's why I say it's, it probably has a high chance of being renewed if, they're, if the showrunner has more story to tell. I don't know if he does. I don't know if he does it. And I, you know what? And you I see, wonder if that was the question. I wonder you if that see, was the, the thing is, got. though, that doesn't, it doesn't really matter. matter. Yeah, you're right. You're absolutely 1,000% right. If the I'll show is popular the story. enough, stories. that doesn't really matter. Look at Extraction. That nigga died in the end. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It was yeah, yeah, so yeah. popular. They oh, man. fucking revived him to make a new story, even though they were like... Mind you. That death was very definitive. I enjoyed Extraction, too. They didn't have a story to tell. Absolutely not. They didn't. You're 1,000% right. Like, they were like, mm. them bucks, though. Yep. We The people enjoyed yep. Extraction, Extraction 1, and no one told you to kill him. So we're going to have to ask you to fix that. Yeah. The and, thing uh, is, like, it, stories will only end if the if the creative still has control over the property because it's true then the creative can be like no the story's over there's nothing more to tell it doesn't matter how popular it is which has been done there's been a lot of creatives that turned down additional 
um, uh, seasons to their shows because that's what they believed. And then there's also, you know, Scrubs and well, this lots is, of other okay, things. Okay, so this is, this is my prognostication, as I like to do. We're in the pendulum swing. Right now, we're in the pendulum swing where corporations have all the power, and so they leverage that to purchase all of the worthwhile IPs. Now, I think that once that hits its peak, its zenith, that side of the pendulum, they purchase all of the usable IPs, and they tank them, and what IPs are left can't be developed because the only thing that can write for them is AI, and the writers aren't willing to fix those scripts. You know what I mean? So then, you know, bad stuff gets produced. Pendulum starts to swing back towards, you know, I, I, I assume the other end of that spectrum is indie development. You know what I mean? So hopefully, once the pendulum swings back to the other side and indie developers are creating the things that are profitable, they'll be able to bargain with the corporations so that when the pendulum swings back towards the corporations, they are wise enough not to sell themselves short in the contracts. Because the only way the corporations gain leverage is if people start signing bad contracts. And then they start setting precedence over time with these bad contracts. You know what I mean? So I don't know. Maybe this, maybe in, in, in the next, you know, five to 10 years, we see some really positive change in this because the, you know, the strikes that are present right now, those are only going to lend more to the pendulum starting to swing back towards more ind- independent movies and, and development in terms of entertainment, right? Would, would you say that's a crazy assessment? Uh, I mean, I don't know as far as like whether or not it swings, but I'm that's the market that I'm always looking for anyway. You know what I mean? You're you're always talking about like mm-hmm. those guys and that shit, and, and it's like I only fuck with the good shit anyway. So I, I'm not waiting for the pendulum to swing. Like, yo, can you make good shit now? Because if you make good shit now, I'll fuck with it. And so ultimately. You know, as as far as like what the 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 landscape is gonna look like, I have no idea. You know, I don't. I'm not really watching the tea leaves that deeply to be able to really assess. But as far as like the consumer, it's exactly what I do. My <laughs> shit always stays the same. I'm not gonna spend my money on your shit if mm-hmm. it's not good. So ultimately, none of that stuff really matters. You feel me? If you're not making something that I enjoy, then mm-hmm. you're not seeing my money know how. So yeah. So so. My my mindset in in prognosticating based on those those things is because the best shit is going to come out where wherever creatives are directing their energy, and if they can find subsistence living and all of that stuff and abilities to progress, you know their creativity through going into corporate entities and and allowing them to 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 exploit them. In return, getting a livable wage and so forth, that's one. That's one side of the pendulum, and and then the creative energies will be moved towards that. Whereas, you know, if they can't get it there, and a lot of the the finance is starting to be able to be loosened up away from corporations and being funneled into more independent studios, then they can pay a livable wage. The creative energy go towards. Uh, goes towards that end of of the industry development, and so now we, you know what I mean, and that's the only reason why I I say that, you know what I mean, is just hmm, where where is the preponderance of good stuff going to be, and and there is literally zero value in that because 
it doesn't matter because the creatives aren't actually consciously following that wave. They're just trying to eat and create. You know what I mean? And so whatever combination of societal forces gives them that, that's where they're going to be. You know what I mean? I'm just articulating those things so that hopefully if I hit any ears of somebody who's in that situation, they could think a little bit more deeply about it. Because if you're ahead of that wave, just, you know, you get to you get to make better decisions. You know what I mean? And so that's the only reason why I go deep in it, because you're right. And and I and I'm sorry, I, I engage you as a proxy for the audience at times to to try to um, keep the conversation, not just my voice. <laughs> and so, yes, I, I do understand that a lot of times it's not that you don't this. It doesn't speak to you where you are at on that subject in particular. And so, you know, I understand that. But, yeah, um, moving on from that, just speaking on the industry, we might as well jump into it. Um, Marvel VFX workers, uh, they have been moving to unionize, which I think is a great move. Um, now I believe they filed paperwork. Usually you don't want to hear about this until the paperwork is approved. You know what I mean? Like the, the, the farther along they are when you hear about unionization efforts, the, the more likely they are to succeed because, they're going to start getting opposition. Now, I don't know what image most people have of Marvel Studios, but I'm pretty sure they're just not they're just not going to want them to unionize. In all likelihood. Um and 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 moreover, they have a ton of I think I and, and I have no other way to put it, class pressure to not allow this to happen because Marvel via Marvel VFX is an international union. That kind of union is industry changing, just like the United Auto Workers Union is industry changing. United Dock Workers Union, industry changing. When, when, when unions can cross national boundaries, they go on to the level of global capital which makes them able to compete better for themselves and and makes them even more powerful as domestic economic forces because they are wielding economic uh, global economic capital rather than just partaking in whatever value they create in their domestic environment. One thing that we, you know, if there's anything we've learned from the 21st century is is that humans when are more than the sum of their parts when you put them together into large groups. Large groups of humans tend to produce and extract more than just the additive value of their constituent components. You know what I mean? And so that that's that's that is the dangers of a union of this type in particular, more so than even an Amazon union which would have to probably start from the municipal level and work their way up to the national level. The VFX studio starting on the international level puts them on a on 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 uh, a puts them on a a uh, bargaining level that is very scary because if there's anyone who they can't replace with the AI yet, it's the VFX studio. Now, they will be replaced with AI eventually. 
But the problem is, is that AI still has hangups that VFX artists are needed to fix. Just like when they produce scripts, they still need writers to fix them. And so the, the VFX artists unionizing preemptively like this is super powerful. Super powerful. And so, yeah, you know, and, and, and unions are inclined to show solidarity with other unions. So if, if Marvel Studios wants to stay in productions at all at this point, um, they either start with good relations with this union or they stop it for formation altogether because they aren't going to be able to bully them the way that that Disney is bullying like the actors and the writers and directors right now um, because the VFX artists have the ability to collapse their future. I think more readily than any of the other actors. Did you watch Black Mirror? Uh, only like a handful of episodes, but I never really got into it. Okay, but did you see the one where they had appropriated Salma Hayek's image? I did not. Okay. So uh, it, there was an episode where they appropriated uh, Selma Hayek's in, image, and just the, the episode was about the opaque, insurmountable wall that you would face if you were to attempt to get your likelihood back from an AI that has been generated from any kind of terms of service that you agreed to. And so, yeah, it's it's one of those things that I think that uh, 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 the the VFX artists see the writing on the wall, and they don't want to let it get too far down the road so that they're playing catch-up, which I think is smart. But yes, all that is to be said, I, I am, I'm definitely rooting for them. We got to show a lot of support and solidarity with them because if they unionize, they will very much likely show solidarity with other unions, and so that will only strengthen the writers slash director slash actor slash stage hands and stage workers um, strike that's currently happening. You know what I mean? So yeah, I thought that was interesting. You know, uh, you know, did you hear what was going on with Billy Porter? No, I did not. You know, I don't, I don't know if he was trying to help bring awareness and solidarity uh, to what's going on in terms of disbursements. But um, he's out here making statements, and he's like, listen, even I'm living paycheck to paycheck. I got to sell my multi-million dollar house because the show that I was on That's not what that means, bro. That's not what paycheck to paycheck means, bro. That's not it. That's not what that means. I'm I'm glad that you... Sit down, sit down, bro. That's not it. That's not it. If there was ever a time to interrupt, that was it. Not right now. Not right now, bro. Thank you. You have equity in a multi-million dollar house. That's not paycheck. You can downgrade to a million dollar house That's and have a million dollars in, in, in the bank from the sale. And and you and so that is not paycheck to paycheck. Thank you so much because the, the, the fact that it's lost on so many people, it shouldn't surprise me. I know it shouldn't. It really shouldn't. But I'm just like, what the fuck is wrong with you people? Like, he's do he makes this statement. Of course a ton of people were like, hey bro, please don't. <laughs> That's not it. That's, that's not, not it. it. That's not and it. then they're like, look at the insensitivity to Billy Porter. And I'm like, 
Are you fucking shitting me? Yeah. That was the nicest way to ask him not to put jump out on this fucking ledge because hey, all man. of the people love Billy Porter. I if fuck with Billy Porter for the most If they didn't use the most obvious defense, I would be confused. Ugh. You feel me? They use the most obvious defense, and you're like, how could they use the most obvious defense? It has nothing to do with anything else. Yeah, but it has the highest chance of deflecting the issue. So, yeah, pull that gay card for sure. Deflect like a motherfucker. <laughs> Don't take no kind of responsibility for that stupid-ass statement. Do your and thing. And so, you know, that that is what it is. But I do think that it raises two things that I think can be addressed, and that is, A, the extreme disconnect that some Americans have with reality. Because to say, to use the term paycheck to paycheck, in which you can say, hey, I'm not doing as great as I should be as somebody who is on amazing shows and has should have royalties. I've been on 10 seasons of American Horror Story. Like, I know I, I have to sell my house. I'm not saying I'm laying, you know what I mean? A little bit of self-awareness would have made that statement completely okay. Because do I think he's in hardship? No. Do I think it's fucked up that someone as successful as he is has to sell his home yeah no because i do think that billy porter should be successful given the content that he's put out and his accolades his popularity if a, if celebrity is sellable in america yeah i do think that he should probably be compensated and and he shouldn't if he's been you know budgeting his finances within his means no he shouldn't have to sell his home but i don't think that the way that he went about that is actually giving that energy. And so, come on, Billy, bro. Don't do that. That's not that 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 energy, I think, doesn't bring the right attention to the uh to the, to the strike, you know? You know, if that's what he was trying to do. Cuz I believe that I do believe that honestly on the inside all he wanted to do was bring attention and tell his story. Yeah, I mean, Billy Porter seems like someone who has the ability to read the room, so most likely those that was just tipsy tweeting on his part or some shit. Yeah, I don't, I, you know, I think that that was definitely, um, it might, it, I don't think it really reflected, and I don't think that he had time and, and, and energy put into thinking about what he was saying, given, you know what I mean, the the response and the way he said it, so. But yeah, I just thought that that was funny in in, in reference to, to what's been going on. Uh, moving on from that, uh, dude. All right, have you seen what's going on uh, on the social medias with Punk and Waka Flocka? I have not, bro. I really so so Punk is a professional um, fighting game uh, player, and he was recently at Evo. You know, did his thing with Cammy, who was a very underplayed uh, character. Um, he didn't win. But he placed well. Plays way better than 99.99999% of people. So Yeah, I think it was uh, top four. Yes, very well. Um, here comes Waka Flocka popping shit on, on, on X or Twitter. Fuck that shit. On tweeting at him on Twitter uh, about, oh, look at you using Cammy. If you really wanted to win, you would have used a better player like JP. This and that. Oh, y'all, I'll put five grand on a fight with you. And I'm just like, bro, it's one thing when when you're when you talk to shit, when you talk shit about people on social media uh, who are just engaging in social media, or even if you want to talk shit to somebody who is a professional, don't do it in reference to their field. 
because now you're 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 encroaching on their work. And this is not just because I'm a punk fan, because I think punk handled it very well. He's like, listen, I don't play for free. I don't think that you actually have the money to put up five thousand, so <laughs> I'm not here to play no games with you. If you have money, you can set up a venue, and I'll show up. I'll fly myself out to your venue. I I got money. I'm I'm a sexual successful content creator, and and, and then you know me, I have to always throw my two cents in. It's like you know Waka Flocka doesn't even think he's a good rapper, so he doesn't even think of himself as a good rapper. So I'm pretty sure he's over here just trolling. This don't even, it don't make no sense that he's over here talking shit to Punk in fighting games, in Street Fighter nonetheless. Like, bro. That makes a lot of sense to me. It's fighting games. Shit talking and fighting games go hand in hand. Always have, always will. Absolutely, absolutely. But he's putting money talk on it. I mean, shit. I mean, I I feel like, like like you said, Punk already handled it well. You know what I mean? Like, I don't see the downside of that at all. You feel me? Waka Flocka... Put, shouts out his name and he challenged you to 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 a money match. Exactly. Then, then smash Waka Flocka in a money match and Absolutely. then get your publicity and, he said and the bread. And he said that that was that was a complete possibility. You feel me? What I don't like is how the fighting game community is somehow trying to impress upon Punk and I guess other people that he should be up to fight for free if he was really about that smoke. He wouldn't have to 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 get paid hey man, to do it. And broke like, niggas can have whatever I was just opinion about to say they that, have. Nigga. You feel me? Broke niggas say a broke lot of things. Broke niggas can have whatever opinion they. Hey, people who are not you, they can have all the ideas they want and how you should make your money. Ultimately, that shit ain't got nothing to do with them anyway. And so yeah, I think that the fighting game community, unfortunately, like the rest of the internet, is um filled with too many fucking kids because only a fucking child. Nobody who has worked significantly for money and who considers themselves a professional would come to that conclusion. It is clearly children who are garnering that opinion. Mm-hmm. Because, nigga, you, you know what I mean? Like, do you, no, nobody can come to you and ask you to record their book for free. <laughs> it's fast. Do you do way that? too much work. Hell you know no. what I mean? It's way like, too much work. You know what I mean? Like, do you do you think that 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 punk doesn't put work into making sure that he can bust that ass? He puts time and effort into this, and for him and for people, especially in the fighting game community, to know how much people have to lab to be consistent and good at this game, and then expect them to go and fucking fight for free. It's like niggas who expect rappers to fucking rap for free and freestyle for free. It's like yo, y'all niggas don't respect them as people, bro, because no professional would do that. Yeah, no and, professional. Well, that's no sort of, doctors taking your kidney out for free. Period. And you pretty much hit on it right there. It, it, that's really just stems from the gulf of uh, uh, knowledge between uh, uh, what people see versus what w- behind the scenes what goes into it. You know, it's just it's just the the difference between an amateur's eye and a professional's eye. So. I, I will definitely say that um, watching fighting game content in the past, I would probably say eight to nine months. It's definitely opened my eyes up because I used to always think that um, labbing was for tryhards. And there's nothing wrong with being a tryhard. Trying hard is a good thing. You should try hard at things you love. I don't know why the internet turned it into a bad bad expression or uh, derisive expression. But anyway, I thought that mostly, you know, tryhards lab, you know. And honestly, nah, it's the professionals lab way more than tryhards. Like, way, way more. I mean, if you think about it, it's just like anything else. Uh, What... 
basketball team do you know that doesn't practice? Yeah. Right? Like, like, like what, if you want to get good at something, you're going to have to practice it. We, one way or the other, you feel me? That's just, there's, there's no real way around that shit. Yeah, and so, you know, I thought that, that was, I, I thought that, that was interesting that uh, we, we got rappers, clout chasing, fighting game uh, uh, influencers, and uh, I actually like, I, I like it. That's so yeah, yeah, I like that. I think that's fighting a good game thing. content creators are, that's a good are thing. very high quality. That, that means that people outside of the, the FGC community, community with yeah. big fucking clout is now bringing its spotlight to the FGC. I don't see no bad in that whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And I and I was I would like to see the fight. I want to. I love seeing someone talk shit and get their ass whooped. That's always yo. If the person oh always know, always know I'm rooting for the person who's the quietest. The person who's talking the most shit, I'm off you. I'm off you. I definitely am rooting for the nigga who who's going to work, being as professional as humanly possible. That's the guy who I'm interested in seeing. You know what I mean? So. I want to see fucking this, this this match with Punk and Waka, if not only to watch fucking Punk mop that nigga with Cammy. But yeah, I thought that that, that uh, social media exchange was, was pretty fun. Also, feel me, like that's the, again, that's the most baby argument ever. Oh, you you use Cammy the way you could use somebody else like it. It's like I nine times out of ten people who say that could never use that same character and achieve what you achieved. Oh, no, no, definitely. So it's well, no, that's what he's saying. He's saying that Cammy like, is low tier and that... Yeah, no, I get what he's yeah, saying. Like, but I guarantee you that he could not do what oh, Punk yeah. did with Cammy. So it doesn't really matter. Even you if you gave me? him the high tier character. Give him the high tier character, he still don't place so as high as he did. Then again, but, you know, as I mentioned earlier, that's just what comes with fighting games. You feel me? Yep. Immaturity is going to come along with fighting games because it has to deal with winning and losing, and not everybody handles winning and, winning and losing well. And you know, you know and, and, and speaking of this bullshit, because, you know, Punk's been heavy on social media after Evo, and, and, and he had some complaints about the, the hardware that they were using at Evo, which it is what it is. If, if, if they were using low resolution monitors, if they were using Wi-Fi when they had hard wires, those are all valid complaints. If they were using wireless controller connections instead of wired controller connections, all of it valid. All of it valid. You know what I mean? And people are like, yeah, but other people won on those same setups. And it's like, yeah, because every fucking match has a winner and loser, asshole. That doesn't mean that it's set up fair. It doesn't mean that we all have the same access to 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 the game if Punk who wears glasses has to look at a low resolution screen. If 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 Punk who plays on a who plays with Twitch reactions on the point zero 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 millisecond reactions has latency. Those things matter to professionals. So yes it don't matter to you. When a professional says that the equipment is fucking fucked up, pay the fuck attention. Especially when this is a fucking big-ass million-dollar tournament or however much money was on the line here. It's not appropriate, to, you know what I mean, to, 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 I mean, to look at Those the guys are all shit. irrelevant unless they work for the venue anyway. You know what I'm saying? If it's, the, if it's the niggas that's in the venue say that, then, then I'd have that energy. But if it's just random niggas, again, Twitter figures tweeting from across the shit... And, and that, I, that is never going to affect anything. Just, you know. And always. And I, hashtag clown emoji. I always I always do uh, like to give the, the disclaimer that that's clearly not reflective of the opinions 
IRL in 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 reality. But the problem is, is that unfortunately, the only thing these companies look at is the social media response. They don't. They don't. They're not going to go and and poll people in the cl- on the ground. They're going to look at the social media response and assume that it's to scale of whatever the the response in real life would be and that we all know that's not true i mean that's very bad that, that's up to the person organizing the event to talk to the actual people involved and make sure that it's accurate yeah if, if you're getting information from your job from social media then you might just but a lot of might people not be qualified to, for your job you know what uh, i mean yes and my issue is is that as long as they can validly pass the buck they will and once the the buck has gotten to somebody who has the authority to ignore it then it becomes problematic because we don't want a successful evo with low uh 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 with low expectations to be to be the norm because i would prefer to see evos where people are really competing you know what i mean that the the equipment is on par there's no disparities between you know what i mean the setups people are playing on and i mean the ps5s like unfortunately there was a lot of equipment malfunction like some of the you know people were playing some of the ps5s and when they attempted to take out their um flash drives the ps5 they were like the ps5 the entire slot would come out with their flash drive like the yeah. ps5s were overheating in all a, in info crazy and ways. feedback that will be very very good for the organizers of this and future events yes and 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 yes, that's that's obviously none of the players' fault or anything of that nature. I no, no, I'm, I'm just saying it's like, like, like I get you. Was saying it's good to like police the community and shit, but I like, like I'm I'm always coming back to ultimately that that comes down to the people like with the hands on doing that shit day to day. Well, yeah, you know what I mean, the, the, and the people with the hands on, they're gonna get the feedback from the community. So I would hope that the community would would voice these opinions more openly, so that that's what you know that's where people are. Are uh, putting their attention, you know, and, I, and I would hope they get more feedback from the actual players. Yeah, that, well, that are actually papers, handling it. You know what I'm saying a lot of players did, uh, and I shouldn't say a lot. I did say a few. I should say um, players I did see on social media back him up. Uh, and you yeah, know, I feel like that's the truly valuable feedback. If you're setting it up for the players to play, then you know, ultimately, I feel like how th- their experience trumps out what. Yeah, because they're actually there doing it and actually experiencing. They're the one that has to deal with whether or not it doesn't work. So, the outsider opinions, you know, what I'm saying, well, well, it's nice to sort of pad. I feel like if you're relying on that too much, rather than an actual the factors that influence the job itself, then you know, what I'm saying you might be fucking up. Yeah. So yeah, I, I thought that that was that was a a little bit interesting to to touch on. Is you know this. I, I didn't realize that the, the fighting game community's social media presence was so contentious. <laughs> oh, what? <laughs> it's, the, it's, it's in the title right there. Fighting game community. I, I know, yes. <laughs> but it's funny because, you know, if you cultivate your, your social media presence, that it takes a while for that stuff to hit you. And so you get a lot of the decent stuff first. And you're like, all right, this is cool. All right, this content, I can ride with it. And then some shit drops and it's just like, oh, that's what these niggas is about. Damn. Mm-hmm. But not 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 in terms of punk, but just in general. Like, that's yeah. what the community, like, it went from generally, like, 90-something percent of the conversation I saw I saw was, like, look at the new games, look how good Street Fighter Six was, this is what we're hoping from Tekken, feedback, like you're talking about, so devs could, like, if you were to go into the community and read, you'd see, like, get a good temperature of the community, see a ton of that 
boy, oh boy, a tournament happens. Yikes. It's ugly. Evidently, some dude who uh, flew out to a tournament uh, from Japan had COVID and got everyone on the plane sick. Yeah. Dude, there's a whole <laughs> gang of people who went to the tournament fucking got asshole. sick. I mean, Jay Wong, um, uh, Wooly wasn't feeling good. Fuck it. A lot of people. But, I mean, Wooly was coming from Canada, so he wasn't there. But he was at the tournament in the same convention center. Bro, it's COVID, baby. That bitch made the spread. Feel me? Dude. I don't know, man. I'm just like, yeah, I'm good. Fuck that. <laughs> Not worth it. Oh, man, I saw this fucking hilarious clip. This dude was telling a story about um, his mom used to be a really nice lady, and she took in this one guy um, in, like, 2019 and gave him a, a room. And then after COVID, he caught COVID and stayed around her knowing that she was immunocompromised and had respiratory issues, and she died. He was like, yo, nigga... Like every two, three weeks, I just go beat that nigga's brakes off. There you go. Go put that nigga in the hospital every two, three weeks. And I was like, you know what? I I might be the animal, but I kind of feel him. Yeah. I'm not even mad at it. Oh, man. That kind of inconsiderate. That la- that's like the worst, man. La- like lazy inconsiderateness. Uh, like, But yeah, whoever, whoever would like know. And, and then the worst part is that I believe that like the person knew because they posted about it afterwards. It's like, well. Guess it wasn't worth go, going uh, and getting everyone sick. And it's like, dude, wait, what? You knew? It's like, fucking A, man. I'm not missing Evo. Like, dude, really? All right, I guess, man. But, like, I don't know if this is the community of people that you want to be fucking infecting with respiratory. These aren't, like, the healthiest group of people that you're going to encounter. <laughs> you know what I mean? In the world. Like, that's a pretty fucked way to be. But, yeah. Dude. Tons of drama and controversy around all of the um the conventions that went on this weekend. Or during this week, I'm my bad. But yeah. Uh moving on from that, what else been going on? Um uh, dude, I thought this shit was hilarious. So Disney decided that uh so uh Ice Cube has been trying to pitch his big three basketball league, which not for nothing. I don't know if you've been exposed to it, but that shit is entertaining because it's a lot of retired professionals and these guys are still athletes. You know what I mean? They are still capable of playing well. They're not putting in, like, that young boy energy. You know, they're not putting in them that, you know what I mean, that 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 2015 Steph Curry, you know, energy. But these guys are putting in good games, you know what I mean? And it's three-on-three basketball, so it's a lot it's a lot less, you know what I mean, uh, 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 rigorous for them. But uh, it's a decent league, and it's entertaining. And as an alternative to the NBA, I think it's, not the worst thing I've ever seen. Way better than the XFL. But um, he pitched it to Disney. Disney was like, you know, I don't know, man. And it was funny because, you know, it was during a, a pitch round. So there was a bunch of other ideas being pitched. Uh, and it's fucking hilarious because Disney ended up going with the PFC. Are you familiar? No. <laughs> the Pillow Fighting Championship. Bro, Disney now carries on ESPN the Pillow Fighting Championship. I was like, bro, I think that that's kind of disrespectful. I would rather I would rather them put on reruns of the Ocho, ESPN the Ocho or something shit like that, bro, rather than Pillow Fighting Championships. Like, bro, mm, Pillow Fighting seems on brand for Disney. Oh my god! Well, it would be if it looked like it was being pitched for kids. 
But that shit is grown ass men who look like they're taking this quite seriously. Pillow fighting. Yeah, I imagine it's like uh, uh, a competitive tag. Oh my god! Well, you not for nothing. The competitive tag kind of look fun. <laughs> I see that shit. I was like, ah, you never, you'd never catch me dead doing it. But boy, I'm not gonna front. That looks kind of fun. That uh, that doesn't look like the worst thing in the world. But pillow fighting, nigga. I don't know, man. Like, if you want to do do the do the uh, uh, <coughs> the American Gladiator. Uh, you know what I mean? Jousting joints that they used to have. You know that 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 makes a little bit more sense to me. Pillow fighting. I mean, I think it was just you're uh, not their target demographic. When was the last time you pillow fought? Clearly, yeah, clearly I'm not their target demographic. But I just thought that that was hilarious. And honestly, it's like, man, Disney really like they not fucking with nothing that black people mostly fuck with. That's not a thing. You know what I mean? Even though. Things that black people f- fuck with, nine times out of ten, catch on. What is What do black people fuck with that hasn't caught on yet? That's my question. And if the big three is getting patronage, even if it's catering to black people, what's the likelihood that that doesn't catch on with white people just like every fucking thing else that black people does? From... I mean... You could look at the music, the, the 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 language. You could look at the clothes and the fashion. I mean, black people are 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 the reserve labor force for every industry. Whenever an industry needs to to break labor power, where do they go? They start offering. Uh, uh, jobs in the black community. They start doing startup programs in the black community and then exploiting those new laborers who don't know no better. You know, they fuck with black, everything black people, just not black people. You know what I mean? And so I think that that it's a little bit fucked up that that was their competition and that's what they got passed up for because, you know, we can make all the jokes and I know that they have a demographic and all of that stuff, but the big three basketball leagues is technically G-rated. It's all ages. It's far. The rules are far less contact because these are older men. And it's basketball. It's a sport. I, I know kids who love basketball. You know what I mean? Like, very young kids who love basketball. So it's not like it was off-brand for them. It was really they just didn't want to fuck with them. You know? And that, and that I think, is kind of fucked up. Um, that's their prerogative. Don't get me wrong. Not saying it's... Not well within their right to do that, but it's like, you know, I hope that that black people who have great ideas, who have built platforms, start to wisen up to this idea that white people are going to fuck with us just because we're doing it right. White people are only going to fuck with us if we're doing it their way. And unfortunately, historically speaking, their way has not benefited black people. So take it as you will. You know what I mean? But, you know, and I don't fault Ice Cube for, for taking uh, 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 his, his league to, to Disney for, for airing rights. That's a huge platform, and that would be a huge come up. It's just don't be surprised when they pass you up for PFC, bro. Because they don't fuck with you. And even though the type of 
black liberation, quote unquote, that 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 Ice Cube supports is really just black capitalism. They don't want to see black capitalists. As we established, 99.99999% of the people in these, this society are not capitalists, even if we're in a capitalist society. That just describes the people who rule it. Monarchy. Does monarchy describe the people in the monarchy or the ruler of the monarchy? Describes the ruler. Theocracy. You see what I'm saying? So when you live in a capitalist society, we don't have a general word for, or, or you know, a fascistocracy. You know what I mean? But when you live in a capitalist society, it's not meant to describe what the majority of people are. Just describes what the majority of people think. What it really describes is what the ruling elite are because of the hierarchical way that, that, that society is set up. And so let us not be fooled. You know what I mean? We are not capitalists, you know, as much as we might agree or one day aspire to be. But, um, yeah, dude. Yeah. And, and I, I'm, I'm hoping that Ice Cube can get a hold of this whole thing because, honestly, I, wanna, I like the big three as a basketball alternative. I find it far easier to support that than the NBA, given the NBA's history, um, given the plantation-like structure that the NBA has. And I always support a structure for people to age into in this capitalist society that does not have good geriatric, uh, or, or I'm sorry, I shouldn't say geriatric. They're not that old, but that does not have good resources and, and institutions to support people who have retired and who have aged out of whatever profession they were in prior. You know what I mean? I'm always a fan of creating those kind of structures. And so, yeah, you know, I thought that that was interesting, but you know, uh, we've been running a little bit long. We'll go ahead and we'll wrap up on that. We'll hit up some of the news topics uh, uh, on the weekend and uh, see, see what's been going on elsewise. But uh, I appreciate everybody for joining us. If you did enjoy the show, please feel free to subscribe. You can find us on Patreon.com or on Anchor.fm. You can also find us on social media on uh, Twitter at Korea underscore T and at Home Heron. You could also find us on Instagram at Heron's Home Podcast and at Heron's Home. And you can find me on Instagram at RicoGVO. <clears throat> and always remember, guys, time's only wasted if you choose to waste it. So learn from your mistakes. It's the only thing I ever truly will learn from. Thanks again for joining us and have a great one. Peace out. Take it easy.